everybody, welcome back to Mateo Talks Tech. Uh, today we have Dan, better known as uh, Vintage Beef, on with us. How are you, Dan? I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm really glad that you could come on here. Uh, and today we are talking about uh, managing a community on on YouTube. Uh, or really anywhere, managing, if you have a big, giant audience, managing a community, and it, it, if it's stressful, and kind of what it's like. So, Dan, I was wondering, what is it like to have, like, over a million people just waiting, waiting on you for new videos? Like, is that stressful to think about? It can get a little bit stressful at times. Um, typically, uh, I don't really, I mean, at the beginning, I used to get really, really stressed out and I tried to put out as many videos as possible, sometimes two or three a day. Um, but as the years have gone on, I've realized that um, I'd rather have, you know, people waiting on me for good videos instead of just pumping out as many videos as I can. Um, so yeah, I tend to I tend to really take my time these days and when the video is ready, it's ready. But yes, it can get a little bit stressful, especially if it's been four or five days um, without a video. Yeah, yeah. So like that's that's definitely a, a good point. Like if it's like a long time without a video or, you know, something something like that. Uh, but I, you definitely made a very good point there that video quality is so important. And like like. Uh, it's 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 important to be consistent but get get an upload schedule and it doesn't even need to be an upload schedule just get uh, make sure your videos have good quality and uh, quality is more important than quantity so uh like if you put out maybe a video a day um, some people can do that i definitely can't but if you put out a video a day uh and they're like they're not too good quality you don't edit them you you don't put in any work to them like that can sometimes ha that can sometimes be a problem uh so like it's it's very important to just get good quality uh make sure you edit it um and yeah it's that's that's a good point so like is it if when you just think about like when you just think about um kind of think about that you have a whole you have a whole audience and community is that what like how do you think about that and what do you think of when you think about that um i'm i'm very grateful for them first and foremost uh just like everyone else you know you start with uh, everybody starts with zero subscribers and you grow from there and um very very fortunate that it's grown to as big as it is and i really love everybody who supports me on youtube and all the other um social media platforms it's it's such a it's kind of weird because you have you know you have so many people um that kind of are waiting on you for entertainment or just enjoy your your content in general um and you don't really know any of them pretty much but they kind of know you on a more personal level because sometimes I talk about uh, just regular day-to-day -day things on my videos. And so when if somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, I hope uh, this went better for you this day, and I'll be sort of taken aback a little bit like, how did you know about that? But 
the truth is, I mean, it's just they they watch the videos. They're like they're like very invested in me is, I think, what I'm trying to say, um, which is it's a strange feeling, but such a nice feeling that there's so many people um, who enjoy me and enjoy my content. It's just it kind of it kind of warms my heart at times to just think about them all. Yeah, yeah, definitely that that like that definitely does warm your heart and do you use do you use tools like comments and you know kind of stuff like that uh, to interact with your your audience and community and do you find that's like a useful way and do you enjoy seeing like nice comments written on your videos i love seeing comments on my videos, whether they're nice or not. I just love seeing people interact with the video. Most of the time, I mean, 99% of the time they are nice comments. Um, but even when they're critical comments, I definitely take them seriously and take them, you know, take, take them with a, a little bit of a grain of salt because sometimes, uh, you know, Mateo online, there's some people that just want to, uh, they just want attention. <laughs> so you'll get the odd person here and there that'll just, um, put out a nasty comment or, or a mean comment just for attention. But even those comments I take seriously. And I find if you respond to those comments, the person will sort of, uh, I guess backtrack and apologize for what they said. But yeah, I love reading comments. I used to up until seven, about, I think I had about 17,000 subscribers. I used to reply to every single one of my comments and it was taking such a long, long time to do uh, after every video that I had to stop doing it. So nowadays I rarely reply to comments, but I definitely read them all. Um, and then if somebody makes a really good point, I will resp respond to those comments. I tend to interact more on the other social media platforms like Instagram and Twitter, um, just because I don't get as many comments there. So it's easier to sort of reply to everybody um, on those levels. But with YouTube, sometimes I can get upwards of a thousand comments. So it's kind of difficult to um, to reply to all of them there. But yeah, I, I love comments and it's definitely a useful tool. And I would say to anyone who's starting off building their community, definitely respond to your comments, definitely read them, um, take the time to go through them and and uh, and take them seriously. Yeah, so like definitely take them seriously. Um, and what you were saying back a few minutes ago about uh, uh, like mean comments, like my thought is everybody should be like should take in constructive criticism. Like you know that's a really important thing and it can be helpful, like feedback and constructive criticism. Um, but like, you know, sometimes you see like pure, just pure hate comments. And like, yeah, as mm -hmm. you said, like 99% of them uh, are, are Good. nice comments. And like, it's, yeah. it's really nice to see nice comments. And I, I like seeing nice comments too. Um, and yeah. And, uh, like definitely uh, it's a lot to reply to a whole bunch of comments and uh, I don't even imagine how you uh, would be able to do that but yeah definitely it's uh, definitely nice to reply to a lot of comments because when I you know sometimes if I comment on a YouTube video and then I see that the person has hearted it or replied it's the the person who typed that comment really gets a nice feeling too because it's like oh that you know that youtuber replied to my comment or like hardened my comment they thought it was nice like you know mm -hmm. that's kind of like a nice thing to see is it a lot i know you have like 
two two different channels. You have your main Minecraft channel and then uh, House into Home. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yep. Um. So, like, is is it a lot to upload on two different channels, or do you kind of find it fun? Like, is it is it stressful to think, okay, now I just uploaded a video on that channel, now I need to do one on this and that and this and that, and actually, uh, watch a YouTuber that has eight channels. But what is it like having to upload on more than one channel and having multiple things to think about? Um, wow, you watch somebody that has eight channels. I cannot imagine the uh, amount of work that goes into managing eight channels. The The second channel that I have, the House and the Home channel, I intended on uh, starting it and uploading videos to it uh, myself. But I soon found that my days were so, so busy that um, I think for the last probably six or seven episodes, maybe five or six episodes, my wife has actually taken over that channel and she's she's actually managing that channel full time. Um, it is something that uh, it is very difficult to do, in my opinion, if you want to do it correctly, because I know other gamers who have multiple channels and basically what they do is they play a game. Uh, for let's say two hours and then they just chop up the two hour video into six or seven or eight episodes and then just put them out with zero editing and if I was to do that then it would be a lot easier but the problem is uh, the editing that goes into these videos sometimes for like a Hermitcraft video for example a Minecraft uh, video from the Hermitcraft server will take me days I'm currently working on a video that I haven't even recorded a minute of yet. The video itself is not even one minute worth. It doesn't even have one minute's worth of of actual video in it. Um, I've just been working off camera and it's been three days now that I've been working for multiple hours a day trying to get this thing finished just so I can start recording a video. So it takes a lot of time to manage just one channel. I cannot imagine doing two. I, I was a little bit ambitious when when I decided to start that second channel. Luckily, my wife enjoys doing it and she's really, really good at it. She edits all the videos. She takes all the clips. I make the occasional appearance here and there, but she's responsible for that channel. She does a great job with it. Um, you know, as for more channels, if I ever did start uh, streaming, for example, I might take direct stream videos and just put them up on a separate channel with no editing at all. Uh, but there are no immediate plans to to start anything like that. So, so far... Just the two and um, really just the one for me at this point because my wife handles the other one. Yeah, like sometimes sometimes I'm I'm looking at um sometimes I'm looking at like my my podcast book and I'm like, oh my god, it's Wednesday and I don't even have an episode recorded. Like, you know, I don't even have a time for the guests to come and I need to post this on Saturday. And sometimes that can be like really stressful. So mm-hmm. like, I, I, I can't imagine how, how you can upload, like uh, how, when, what's, how often do you upload? I try to, uh, these days, I always say these days because up until probably last year, my goal was to do at least one video a day and then sometimes more. But, um, these days, last uh, since I've joined the Hermitcraft server, I've really focused on just just doing good quality videos. Every video is really, really well thought out, uh, very edited. Uh, lots of progress happens in them. So I tend to do one Hermitcraft video a week, maybe two, and then I have other side series like a Skyblock series or a Pokemon Pixelmon uh, 
um, series that I do also once a week. So really I'm putting out between three and four videos a week, but only one of them is really, really heavily edited. Yeah. So like definitely it's, I, I like, it's a lot. I can't even imagine trying to put out four podcasts a week. Um, and like, you know, it's a lot. It's, it's a definitely lot a lot. So is it's a is an upload schedule important to you? Like or are you fine with just kind of uploading when you feel like it or do you find that like have you kind of experimented and does an upload schedule get you I don't know more views or I don't know what what do you think about an upload schedule? So when I first, I would say for the first four, I've been doing this for, I think it's going to be 10 years actually this April. So I've been doing it for a long time. And I would say for the first four or five years, I had a very, very strict upload schedule. Everybody knew when I was uploading, what time, what day, and what video it was going to be, like what series. Um, And I found that that for me mentally was the best thing for me because I I like organization. I don't like chaos and disorganization. So for me mentally, I found that was the best. And I did find that the viewers appreciated a regular upload schedule. Um, Since then, it's been harder and harder for me to keep a regular schedule, not just because of uh, YouTube responsibilities, but just real life responsibilities Um, with the house and the home channel. I guess uh, that's sort of an example of what we're talking about is we're, we're currently renovating a house and sort of running a mini farm. (laughs) So that takes up a lot of time and it's kind of unpredictable as to when I'll have enough time to put up videos or, or record videos even. So it's difficult to have a regular schedule. Um, but I would recommend if you have the ability to keep a regular schedule, whether it's one video a week on like a Wednesday or if it's a video every day at a specific time, I definitely would recommend um, keeping a regular schedule. And that's something I want to get back to in the very near future. It's one of my uh, New Year's resolutions, actually. Yeah, so definitely an upload schedule is pretty important. Sometimes I I even struggle with having an upload schedule. Like sometimes I upload one week and then I don't upload the next. And, you know, Mm. because I have maybe in my head, maybe I have like right now, maybe five seven ideas um and they they're possible but the thing is like it's not your schedule that you have to think about it's kind of like if you're going to have a guest on it's the guest's schedule that you have to uh you have to think about Uh, and like for example i I have so many ideas that uh, could be accomplished but it just takes so so long to figure out like for example uh if i was going to have uh, a person on about uh virtual reality and then they i i sent them an email hoping they would respond in less than a week and then we would be able to do in like 2 weeks because actually i heard from a friend of mine that that person would be really great and they were willing to do it but then their schedule didn't work out and uh we weren't able to go forward with that episodes uh so like sometimes yes an upload schedule is definitely very important uh but like it people that struggle that struggle with it uh would you say that if people like struggled with an upload schedule um 
would you say, like, is that something you should be really working towards? Or, uh, like, would you say, like, not to worry about it? Um, I would say if you struggle, if an upload schedule isn't possible, it it's not the end of the world. Uh, people have done very well on YouTube without uh, upload schedules. You know, some people just upload once a month, even kind of at a random pace, and their channel is, is huge. Um, so it doesn't really matter in those cases. But I find when you're building a community, um, per, for me personally, when I first started, I thought the upload schedule was, uh, was important and I thought that it helped me, but yeah, definitely like everybody's cases are different podcasts, especially because like you said, you have to get guests and it's got to fit with the guest schedule. And sometimes that can be very, very difficult. Um, those are tough to keep. I mean, you, you almost have to record two or three podcasts ahead of time to just stay on schedule in case you have a guest that sort of can't make it one week or can't make it the next week, just so that you have sort of a buffer. Um, I actually ran two podcasts in the past and they are difficult. I did, I think I did 50 or 60 episodes of the Minecraft podcast, which was basically a podcast about um, our Minecraft server, but we just talked about other random stuff too. And then I did a podcast with my friend, Jeff, and we, uh, it was, a, it's called the first car podcast. Um, and uh, we just talked about, we had guests on and talked about their first cars and then their experiences with them. And that just cars in general as well. Uh, but I found that we had to record at least two or three of them ahead of time, just so we'd have a regular release schedule. And eventually um, near the end of those podcasts, we were struggling to stay. I mean, we would go a couple weeks without a, without a podcast just because we had sort of ran out of our buffer. Um, so it's definitely difficult with podcasts, especially, or maybe not even necessarily with podcasts, but with anything that requires a guest, because you kind of have to cater to your guest's schedule. Um, so yeah, it requires a lot of pre-planning to stay on schedule. So uh, I definitely understand you not being able to get a podcast up on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. And like, for example, as of the, like, as of recording this episode right now, I'm not like you don't really know and i'm not really sure if this is going to go up uh in a few days or in a week or in two weeks like i don't really know why i have a couple of possible dates uh that it could go up on but you don't really know um i don't know you just don't really you don't really know uh when stuff is going to happen and i sometimes i like for example right now i have uh, three, three thing, three episodes that I just recorded by myself, um, that are just going up. Like they're they're not even planned to go up. Uh, they're just going up. Uh, just in case I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe one with another guest doesn't work out. I could mm. take an episode that I recorded two weeks ago and put it up the next week. So you always have to have a solution if something goes wrong yeah backup plans are always important backup videos are the greatest feeling because you know you have those videos sort of uh in your pocket um and then you can pull them out whenever you need them yeah yeah definitely it's like you can just pull them out and then you know it's it's always kind of like a a thing uh i don't know a handy thing <laughs> um mm -hmm. and i've always found found that handy uh just to have some extra episodes and i always get extra stressed uh when i don't have 
an extra episode just to put out there. And I try to have extra episodes. Yeah. I think everybody feels that way, especially if you're trying to do this on a regular basis on YouTube. Um, You always want to have content and sometimes you don't. So it's a little, it's a little stressful at times. Uh, The best thing to remember though, is just, you know, it's better to have good content um, than rush out uh, content. So if, if you're, behind a couple days a couple weeks it's uh it's not a huge deal as long as um as long as you eventually put put what you wanted out there yeah eventually like eventually you need to have like for example eventually i'm sure eventually i can get that vr episode that i was talking about a few minutes ago mm-hmm. to work out it's not it may be i don't know it may be five months it may be i don't know two weeks but eventually I want that to work out and it may take a while, but you don't really know, but try to try to always get, get stuff to, to work, to work out. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, even if, even if something, uh, doesn't feel like it's possible, uh, ask, I don't know, ask your friends if it is, and I'm sure they'll all say yes, because, if something you thought about, if if you thought about something, if for for your show or podcast or YouTube channel, it's probably possible. Um, yeah, anything yeah. is possible with uh, you know, just don't perseverance and uh, consistency. Anything is possible. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the next question I have for you is. Do you find that looking at analytics and insights and stuff, is that important to you? And like, does it help you getting, get a better understanding of your community and audience? And uh, do you enjoy looking at, looking at analytics and insights and that? And, or do you find it like not, not useful or something? What do you think about it? Analytics are definitely very, very useful. I don't, I don't know if I say, I mean, I enjoy looking at analytics when I have a regular upload schedule. Like right now, it's been, I think, a week since my last video. And I don't I don't want to check the analytics <laughs> because I know they're not going to be kind to me right now because I'm not getting any views on anything because I haven't put anything out uh, recently. But when I do put a video out, I do check the analytics on it. I check the, um, the ages um, especially because I find that my audience is getting a little bit older as, as I keep doing this. Um, it used to primarily be under the age of 17 was like 70% of my audience. And now I think under the age of 17 is only, is only like seven or 8% of my audience and everybody's over the age of 18. So you kind of have to keep that in mind when you're doing, when you're making your videos, you, you have to realize, or I have to realize that I now have a bit of an older audience. So I'm okay to, you know, uh, maybe talk about, everyday things because maybe they could they can relate to um to my life a little better than you know somebody who's under 17 so you do have to keep an eye on analytics just to see where your audience is going and how it's growing um and and yeah i find them useful i enjoy looking at them when i upload videos regularly but they're a little stressful to look at especially if you have a video that you thought was going to do very, very well. And you put a lot of time into it. And then you look at the analytics and it's not one of your better performing videos that happens on a regular basis. But then on the opposite side of that is that you can have a video that really you, you made pretty quickly. Um, and you thought, Hey, this is not a bad video. I hope people will like it. And then the video does really, really well. So that's also kind of a, 
a fun thing to keep an eye on. Um, and it's also a very weird thing that happens with YouTube on a regular basis. Uh, sometimes you don't know why videos do well. Uh, and then sometimes you don't know why they don't, they don't do as well, especially considering the time and effort you put into them. So yeah, if you, if you're looking at analytics, um, it's very helpful. You should keep an eye on those just to see where your audience is, even where your audience is from, um, you know, language, uh, sometimes people, you know, they, they take, uh, into account where their audience is and they might decide to have subtitles. I actually had someone writing subtitles for me in Spanish for about two or three months because I realized that that was the second, uh, most spoken language amongst my subscribers. So I wanted to see if that would make a difference in views as well. It didn't seem to. So eventually I just, um, I put a, I put a stop to that, but it's always helpful to see what your audience is doing and where they're going. Yeah. So definitely like it's a analytics are a great tool. Sometimes it can be scary, but always try to look, look at analytics. And I, I got to say the analytics for podcasts or at least my podcast, uh, they're not, the 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 tool that I use for analytics doesn't do the best job at it. Um, like, because for example, maybe half of the analytics are only sourced from Spotify, and only seven percent of my viewers are from Spotify. And then, like that, that's sometimes a thing with the podcasts. Um, because for example, YouTube. It, it just it's just showed on YouTube. It's not showed anywhere else. But right. podcasts, they get distributed to like Apple, Google, Spotify, like everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's hard to source information back. So like definitely if you have a good if you have a good way to check analytics, make sure to check those analytics because they can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so the next question I have for you is, uh, so right now, imagine your channel, your YouTube channel was somehow uh, reset to zero subscribers. How okay. would you go about marketing your next video? Okay. Well, what I did at the beginning of my YouTube career, and it, it would be much more difficult now because of how much competition there is out there. But what I did at the beginning of my YouTube career is I started putting out my videos and then I went to other people's videos just to watch their videos. And maybe I would leave a comment on, um, on their videos, not definitely not advertising my video because that's something YouTubers do not enjoy, but I would be part of their community. Um, so basically the way I grew my channel initially was I was watching a couple people play Minecraft on a server and I loved it. I loved their, I genuinely loved watching their videos and I would comment occasionally. And then eventually one of the people that I was commenting on noticed my comments and they started commenting back to me. And then, um, you know, it kind of grew from there to the point where uh, I was watching their videos so regularly that I caught, uh, I caught word, I guess, of a contest they were holding to enter um, their server. So if you win, you get to join uh, that specific Minecraft server. And because I was such a fan and I was part of their community, I decided I'm definitely gonna enter this. And because, again, because I was such a fan and because I was part of their community, the, the video that I created was very, very much catered 
towards that their community in general. Like I knew all the inside jokes and I knew facts about things that had happened and where things happened and who did them. Um, so it was easier for me to win the contest, which I did, to get in that server. And once I was in that server, then I was a part of the community that I had just been watching for months on end. And all of a sudden, my audience got a whole lot bigger because um, that community was already established. So if I had to start from zero, I'd probably do something like that again. I would find somebody that I really enjoyed watching. I would, I would become part of their community. Um, and eventually, I think um, through word of mouth or just the people checking out my channel in general, uh, things would start to grow from there again. Yeah, so definitely... That's a that's definitely a very good strategy. Uh, I actually never never thought of that. And yeah, definitely what you said at the start there. I would say never never market your channel on other YouTubers' comment section. Yeah, that's that's like I don't know. I just find that kind of intruding their community. And yeah, I know it's it, a little it, cheap. That, that's a quick way to get your uh, account blocked from someone's uh, from someone's channel. Yeah, yeah. Um. And so actually, I had I had a friend that has a channel, and you know, still obviously not the best way, but uh, he had a channel, and actually, a long time ago when uh when like messages on YouTube was a thing. Uh, he would like look on other people's comment sections and then click on people's profile and message them. Obviously, still not uh, the best way to market your channel. Mm. Um, but yeah, th that's a way to self-advertise. There's a, there's other ways too. Like when I started Reddit wasn't a thing. I'm not sure if you know what Reddit is or if you're aware of uh, how it specifically works. Um but basically, it's just a community of uh, forums. Uh, they used to call them forum, forums back when I started. And if you join the Minecraft Reddit, uh, for instance, if you're a Minecraft YouTuber, you can you freely post your videos there and post your creations there. And people will look at them and they'll tell you if it's good or not. And that's definitely something that uh, I would probably use these days for sure. Because that the Reddit community is massive. And if you do something impressive mm -hmm. and um, you post it on Reddit and somebody sees it or people see it and they're impressed by what you did, then you can definitely grow your channel that way as well. And that's, and that's just skill right there. You know, like if you take your time and you make a good solid video and you, you, you do something incredible in the video or something that hasn't been done before and you get noticed and then you put it up on Reddit, that's not um, the same as just advertising your video on someone else's comments. It's basically just putting it out there into the world saying, this is what I've done. Uh, if you like it, please come check out my channel. And if you don't, then I, I'm sorry I wasted your time. Yeah, like Reddit Reddit communities are great ways to uh, to show other people your videos. Um, and like, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a better way because like, you know, most Reddit communities like there, you know, some YouTubers have Reddit communities and mm -hmm. popular people have their own reddit communities um but like you know most reddit communities are like r slash minecraft or like r slash iphone exactly. um and you know it's it's a great way if you have you know maybe a video about something like that it's a great way to show off your work uh and see if people like it 
Yeah, and they're so specific too that you can get the exact audience you're you're looking for. Um, again, using my example, if you're doing Minecraft, you can post in the Minecraft subreddit. But if you're doing um, like a hardcore Minecraft where, you know, once you die, it's over, I'm sure there's a hardcore Minecraft subreddit. Or if you're doing a modded Minecraft, then there's a modded Minecraft subreddit. And then even it goes even deeper. If you're doing a specific mod, there's a subreddit for that specific mod as well. So you can really uh, get your target audience, the ones the ones who would be interested in some, in what whatever you're doing. Um, through uh, places like Reddit. Yeah, definitely. So if you're ever, if if anybody watching this is ever trying to, you know, market their videos uh, and figure out a way to reach an audience, and this was definitely a hard thing for me when I started, um, Reddit's definitely a great place. Um, and another great thing to do is just word of mouth. So basically say, maybe you say to to your friend, hey, you have a hundred followers on Twitter. Can you tweet this out? And then maybe some people that look at that uh, tell their friends, and then their friends tell their friends, and then you know, and then eventually you have a big, a big audience. Absolutely, um, yeah, that would work as well. And you just got to make sure that um, you're putting out your best work because word of mouth only spreads. I mean, it's. It's it's a little bit lucky, but then you got to be a little bit good as well. You got to get the, you got to get lucky that people see your video, but you got to have a good video when they do see it. So if you're if you're doing your best and making your best videos, that word of mouth will spread a lot quicker than if you're just you know putting out uh, average videos and asking people just to subscribe for the heck of it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you just say, for example, if if you're asking people to subscribe, I said this on another <clears throat> another episode. Um. But if you're asking people to follow you or subscribe to your channel, make sure it's on a good video at a really exciting time. You don't want, you know, you don't want to um to ask people to to subscribe right after you've just been talking to them uh, about random stuff. Like, you know, maybe you have you put out a really exciting video like a lot of motion in it. You don't want to ask people to subscribe right after, uh, you know, right after uh, you're, you've just been talking to your audience mm-hmm. for five minutes about random stuff, you know? Right. Like it needs to be right after a very exciting part in the video. Uh, so yeah, the last, the last question that I have for you uh, today is what's the hardest part about being a YouTuber. So if you had to narrow it down about if you had to narrow it down to one thing, what is the hardest part about being a YouTuber and having to manage a community and all that? What's the hardest part? I think maybe the hardest part would be um, having to adapt to changes whether that be changes to changes in your audience or changes that youtube implements uh themselves or changes to algorithms you kind of have to be you can't get too comfortable as a youtuber you have to adapt with uh, the times and how things are going um for example youtube back when i started youtube would put um everybody's subscriptions so uh videos from whoever they're subscribed to they'd put that as the very first thing they saw when they logged onto YouTube, that has since changed, um, and and you have to really figure out 
um, how you can get your audience's attention because they're no longer seeing your videos as the first videos when they log into YouTube anymore. So that's when, you know, creative thumbnails come in and, um, and, and titles that catch people's attention. You kind of have to work around those. And then um, YouTube will change their, um, I guess, their, their algorithms so that when people search things, I used to have, so I, I did a series uh, on the game Conan and it was one of my most popular series. And somehow uh, I managed to get on the front page whenever somebody searched for the game Conan. And so my Conan series grew immensely from that. And so you have to kind of try and figure out in that case, I had no idea why, why my video was one of the first ones, but you have to kind of um, try and figure out uh, keywords and not so much tags anymore because YouTube has since, uh, again, another example of YouTube, YouTube changing YouTube has since, uh, admitted, I guess that their tags are not really that important unless it's a tag of, um, somebody commonly misspelling a word. It's very weird, but tags really aren't that important anymore. Um, but yeah, you have to sort of figure out, um, okay, what keywords can I use here so that when people are searching, my video will be one of the first ones to come up. So that gets a little bit stressful. Of course, like I mentioned before, the audience growing and getting older, they might not like the same sort of content or at least the the way it's delivered as they used to. So you have to adapt with that, which is why now my videos are very, very much highly edited um, and lots of progress is shown in between videos because before it used to be enough to just, you know, play for 20 minutes and upload the 20 minutes of footage and people would be happy. But now you have to adapt. You have to, to make sure that you're putting out the best content you can. Um, so that can get stressful. Yeah, the, I would say for sure the changes that you have to keep up with as a YouTuber is the most difficult thing. Uh, and if you don't keep up with the changes, then your channel will just fall by the wayside and you'll just lose uh, viewership. Um, so you have to always be sort of on top of things and you got to get your ear to the ground if that's if that's even a saying, <laughs> you're no, you got to put your nose to the grindstone. I'm using all these old sayings, uh, but yeah, you got to keep up with things. You can't just be complacent and you can't get comfortable. Okay. So uh, there you go. Uh, that is Dan's perspective on uh, the hardest part about uh, managing a community and being a YouTuber. Uh, thank you so, so much uh dan for being on today i really enjoyed no uh having you yeah it was a good time i'm glad you invited me on yeah um so uh thank you everybody for uh watching this episode of mateo talks tech sadly i think probably this will be the last episode of the uh how to start creating media series um I was going to try to have one more episode, but then that didn't work out. So yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm going to miss this little series we're doing. Uh, it's been fun. But yeah, thank you everybody for watching. Um, and uh, goodbye. Thank you again, Dan. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.